Hey guys, welcome to the English Made Simple show. This is episode number 176, number 176, numero 176. Welcome to another episode of the English Made Simple show. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net, EnglishMadeSimple.net. Um, and today I only had to spell my name three times over the phone. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> That's a record. Um, welcome, guys and girls. We are back to our normal jingle today. Back to our normal uh, little jingle there. Uh, so did you enjoy that? Uh, last week's rock and roll jingle. <laughs> I was a bit crazy. Uh, I played that uh, really cool jingle. That was in episode number 175. It took me back to the 90s, you know, 90s rock. It was cool, eh? Awesome. So after launching that episode uh, and playing that jingle, um, I kind of missed playing guitar you know I kind of miss playing the guitar so I dusted off my old guitar I found it here somewhere and tried to play a few chords mm. I just tried to play a few chords uh, and what I should have done is put that guitar back in the case I should have put it back as I've realized that I suck I suck at playing guitar I'm just not that good anymore uh, right so I said suck at uh, playing guitar so it's an informal way to say that you are bad at something use it with your friends okay it's kind of an informal expression here I suck at blah 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 I suck at making lasagna <laughs> I don't know maybe uh, and the opposite of uh, that would be I am good at something so I am good at playing guitar I am good at hmm, playing drums I don't know I'm good at making spaghetti <laughs> right so I hope that makes sense so here's something that you probably didn't know about me uh, if you're new to the show welcome welcome you're about to get to know me a little bit uh, better for my regular listeners, you guys probably know this uh, about me. So when I was in New Zealand, I learned to play the guitar when I was 15 years old. I was young. That was a long time ago. So when I was 15 years old, I was really into Metallica and uh, heavy metal and uh, rock and roll, you know. So I used to be all like, um, you know, wearing black nail polish and black lipstick. That was disgusting. <laughs> Don't know why I did that. Anyway, thanks to Metallica and all this um, heavy metal music, I decided to play the guitar. I also learned to play drums. Mm, drums are things... I don't know how to explain. It's... Uh, you got a bass and a snare and you, you make this rhythm. You basically create rhythm with drums. Do, 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 do. Yep. Uh, so, well, that didn't last long. The, my drum playing didn't last long as my parents did not want to buy me a drum kit. <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> it would have been too much. Um, but uh, I only played drums um, at school because uh, I was learning how to play drums at school and I had an instructor. And you know what? I wasn't good at it. 
I really wasn't good at it. I tried it and then I gave up pretty quickly. Okay, so what is the point of this story? What is the point? Why are you telling us this, Milena? Why? Well, I'm going to tell you soon why. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that I am not fluent. That's under speech marks. I am not fluent in playing the guitar anymore. Mm. I'm not fluent in playing the guitar. Why? Well, I didn't practice. That's the main reason. I didn't practice. Simple as that. If I had uh, scheduled some time with myself during the week to play it, maybe I would have improved on my guitar skills. Um, you know, maybe I would have kept it. Maybe I would have maintained it. But now I just really suck at it. Really suck at playing guitar. Uh, so I put the guitar back in the box. Right, so hey guys, this is my long introduction to today's show. Today... Today, what's going to happen? Today's show is going to be your refresher. I'm going to remind you um, about what steps you can take to becoming fluent in English. I'm going to share some new strategies with you on how you can keep your fluency up, how you can maintain uh, your fluency or your speaking skills. So I am often asked this question, how can I improve my English? How can I be more fluent in English? What are some um, tips you can give me, Milena, to be fluent in English? Well, all of those questions are great. First off, um, look around you. Look around you. Where are you at the moment? Where are you? Are you surrounded by English speakers? Are you in an English-speaking country? Hmm? If you are, I think you've got it easier than those who are not in an English-speaking country at the moment. But don't worry, be happy. The steps I'm going to share with you can work even if you're not in an English-speaking country. All of the strategies that I'm going to share with you today will help you when preparing for English exams, such as the dreadful IELTS and TOEFL exams, okay? It's going to help you with those, so listen carefully. Alrighty, so let's begin. Uh, strategy number one, I'm just going to call it step one, okay? Step one, step two, step three, and I've got five steps. I've got five steps to share with you because that's how many fingers I have on my left hand. Okay, step one, um, I'll call it, you know, use it or forget it, okay? Step one, use it or forget it. That's the name of the step one. <laughs> Just like my guitar skills, okay? Uh, you either use your, your skills or you will forget them, okay? You need to be constantly practicing. It has to be a regular thing. You have to make it a regular thing to practice speaking, reading or listening to English. You have to schedule some time in your calendar even if it's for like 15 minutes, listen, watch, read something in English every day, even for 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour because you're going to be so mentally exhausted if you have to listen to it for an hour. So I should do the same with Spanish, actually. I was just thinking that as I was uh, explaining my step one. 
my Spanish skills are also disappearing. <laughs> so I have to really maintain my Spanish. Um, I could practice with my husband. Uh, he's from Chile, so he speaks Spanish. But when he speaks Spanish, I basically have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> when I listen to my friend from Mexico speak Spanish, I understand her 100%. But my husband, no. I do not understand what he's talking about. Well, I do watch telenovelas uh, and listen to podcasts uh, in Spanish so that I can maintain uh, my listening skills, at least. And that's exactly what you should do as well. Keep listening to this podcast. Keep listening to other podcasts as well. Uh, and keep maintaining your English skills. Cool. Easy peasy. Step one was easy. Step two. Learn some catchphrases. 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 Hmm, how can I explain that? Those are the phrases that kind of roll off your tongue, okay? Catchphrases, they are very familiar to you. You're used to them. You know, you know, they come to you naturally whenever you're stuck for words, whenever you're confused, you don't know what to say. We call those things catchphrases. Things like, you know... Um, like, um, <laughs> okay, that's not a phrase, but you can still use that. Uh, we learned some conversation fillers, and I think I've run through some catchphrases in there. That was in episode 168, I believe that was the episode. I have to check. Right, so learn some catchphrases. Uh, these catchphrases will help you gain time when you speak English, so you don't have to feel like you're in a rush to respond to a question, okay? Some of the things you could do as well is repeat a question. Uh, if you're ever asked a question and it takes you time to respond, uh, what you can do is repeat that question, you know? Like, for example, where did you go to school? Hmm, where did I go to school? Um, yep, I went to school. Uh, where? In Serbia. I went to school in Serbia. Uh, where did I go to school? It could be a name of the school. It could be the university. It could be just the name of the school where you went to school. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Great. Some other catchphrases uh, would be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, does this make sense? And things like that. Good. I think we're going to cover some more catchphrases. I think I can spend more time on this. <laughs> But if you're curious, uh, you can learn more about conversation fillers, which will help you in this case as well. You can gain more time uh, before you think of an answer by using a conversation filler. We covered this in uh, one of the recent episodes, episode 168, as I mentioned before. Great. Step number three. Step number three. Create your own dictionary. Create your own dictionary. Yes. You don't have to always go to Cambridge or, you know, Oxford. You can create your own Cambridge dictionary. <laughs> Call it something else. Uh, so what I would recommend you do is open Microsoft Word or Google Docs. My favorite. I love using Google Docs. It's so easy to use. Uh, so whichever one you prefer, just open one of those documents, blank documents. So you can put a title on that document, like my own dictionary, if you don't feel so, you know, creative, I don't know, I'm not feeling creative today, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but if you're in Chile, you don't have to call it dictionary. You can call it my friend, weón inteligente. <laughs> so you can create your own dictionary. And you can format it in such a way that you will enjoy looking up this, um, looking up words in this dictionary. Uh, so create some columns that will allow you to type in some words, uh, you know, explanation, definitions of words and examples. Um, and if you remember where you saw or heard that particular word, write it down. Uh, use some synonyms and antonyms as well. This is when you can, uh, you know, buddy-buddy with a dictionary. Get some synonyms and antonyms and write them down in a new column. Create your own list of words that you found in an article or when you were watching a movie with Nicolas Cage, for example. <laughs> you picked up some new words. Uh, maybe you listened to Justin Bieber, you know, for some reason you listened to Justin Bieber. And you heard some new words, thanks to Justin Bieber. So I don't know what it is you like to do, but pay attention to some new words, some new um, phrases, and you can build your own dictionary. That's step number three. Step number four, let's uh, move right along. Step number four, I don't have a name for this step, so I just uh, listed it as podcasting, audiobooks. TED Talks, TV, etc. Don't stop listening to English. Okay, you have podcasts, uh, you have audiobooks, and TED Talks, and TV, and YouTube, and radio, online radio. I don't know what else is there. Probably there's something else I'm missing. Maybe you're already listening to something new that I haven't uh, brought up here. Whenever you are listening to, you know, either a podcast, audiobook or whatever you choose to, to use, try to listen to different accents. There are many, many different accents in English and it is a good idea to listen to different accents so you are able to understand people around you. I'm not a big proponent of watching TV, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, more specifically, watching the news I don't really like watching the news because what you see on TV is a bunch of gibberish, rubbish. <laughs> what you should do is watch it for 10 minutes and don't sit there and watch it for an hour. You'll go crazy uh, and we don't want that, okay? I don't want you to go crazy. Just watch it for 10 minutes and get some colloquial words from um, watching the TV. I remember when I was learning Spanish in Chile, I would watch the news for about 10 minutes just to be able to connect the words with pictures, uh, with images. And that way I built up my uh, vocabulary. I wasn't really interested to know what they had to say. I was just curious to, <laughs> to know the words and to connect the words with images. As I said, most of the time the news, uh, what you see on the news, it's rubbish to tell you the truth. Um, so, just earlier, I mentioned uh, for you guys to listen to different accents. When I was learning English, I always thought of uh, British English or the American English from the States. I thought these two accents are the only English accents that existed. However, there is also Australian English and there is also New Zealand English, uh, Canadian, uh, South African, Indian and so on. 
And if you really think about it, just in the United States, how many different accents exist in the United States? You have the accent from Texas, and then you have the accent from New York, and then people speak differently in San Francisco, and so on. So just get used to the accents, uh, different English accents. And I do have some resources that I can share with you where you can listen to the Australian accent, uh, New Zealand accent, the British and the American. And I think ju just those, those, <laughs> those are the ones I have at the moment. You can find these links on my website, englishmadesimple.net slash podcast. And that will be inside the transcription of today's episode. So just search for the episode number 176, today's episode. Okay, speaking of accents, my accent is very different. Uh, what I have is, <laughs> I don't know what I have. My accent is a hybrid. I call it a hybrid accent. Uh, it's a mix of Eastern European, New Zealand and Australian. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a mix of everything. <laughs> it's funny, whenever I leave home, I am bound uh, to speak to someone who is not Australian. Okay, I live in Australia, but I don't always hear English with Australian accent. Like, for example, when I uh, go to get my coffee, the place where I get my coffee from, I hear English with Italian accent. Uh, where I get my lunch from, I hear English with a Mauritius um, accent. Uh, and it's kind of like a French accent because they speak French in the Mauritius Islands. And you know what? Having an accent is a great conversation starter. Uh, so don't worry if you don't sound like an Australian or an American or a British. Your accent is you and you will sound like you. Okay, so be proud of your accent. Anyway, I digress. I'm getting distracted. The topic today is fluency. Fluency. The last step I would like to share with you is journaling. One of my listeners, Bete from Brazil, is doing just that. She's writing a journal in English. So step number five is journaling or writing in your diary in English. Writing in your diary is not just for 10-year-olds <laughs> or 12-year-olds. You can write a diary when you are in your 30s or 20s or 40s. It is actually a good meditation uh, exercise too, to write a journal. So what I'm proposing here is that to maintain your English skills, you can start writing a journal. So take your notebook out and start writing in English, what happened today? Uh, start writing about your morning, about uh, what you had for lunch, who you met today, uh, where you were, were you at work? The idea is just to start writing in English. It doesn't matter if it's correct or incorrect, just get some words on paper. That's what we want, is to see some English words on paper. I want you to start expressing yourself in English, okay? That's the point of journaling. And it doesn't have to be long as well. It can be just one paragraph. At least it's going to get you start writing in English. That's the idea. Right. So that was the last step. Step number five. Now, guys and girls, my last wise words for today. Just want to say that the fluency is achieved with uh, consistency. Being consistent, right? Regular practice, uh, you can implement all these steps that I just mentioned. 
And of course, uh, if you have the right desire, the intention that you really want to learn the language, uh, you will achieve fluency. And one tip for you guys before we wrap up uh, today is find a topic that you're interested in. What do you like to do? What is your hobby? Um, are you on a special diet? Do you eat special food? Do you like reading horoscopes? Perhaps read one in English. You can find horoscopes online and read one in English. Uh, well, do you like watching movies? Uh, learn about filmmaking, okay? Do you like composing music? Do you like music? Learn about how to compose music in English. Just, you know, learn about it in English. That's the idea. And I'm just thinking out loud here with these ideas. Maybe there's something else you like to do. What you could do is just go on YouTube or Google uh, and uh, start searching for something that is of interest to you. Otherwise, you will just lose the, lose the motivation and you'll probably stop learning. All right, I think that's about it. Uh, I think I went on for too long. Well, we've reached the end of the show, amigas y amigas. Uh, thanks for sticking by and uh, thanks for listening till the end of the show. Now that you've reached the end of the show, now you can hear my special offer just because you waited till the end of the show. As of 4th of April, so next month, I have room for only four students. So I'm going to work with only four students who really want to learn English. I only have capacity to work with four students one-to-one. This is because I want to dedicate my time to helping you reach your goals faster Uh, If you would like to learn more, find out how you can learn with me by uh, visiting englishmadesimple.net slash contact. So you can send me a contact message. You will receive an automated email that explains how we can work together. And if you have a particular question, of course, you can ask me any questions and I will respond to you within 24 hours. I'm that quick. (laughs) I've got fast fingers. All right. I'm looking forward to working with you, amigos y amigas. It's time to say goodbye. Thanks for joining in. You've been an amazing audience and you've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Until next time, hasta la próxima. (laughs) 